Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn, apply it to your life. It's your time to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, two, one, let's go. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier, and I am here with Ruben. Is it Alvarez? I always butcher everybody's last name. Is it Alvarez? Is that how you say yeah. it? No, you got it exactly right. So we, that is very uncommon that I get this right. So uh, Ruben is a marketing and brand specialist, which I think is super interesting because I know nothing about those areas, right? I, I don't, you know, marketing was never really my thing and branding, uh, well, I guess neither one of them have really been my thing because I just, I don't really focus on that stuff and I, pr- I probably should. Maybe Ruben, could you? Let's just start the conversation, if you don't mind. First of all, thank you for coming on. That's the yeah, first absolutely. Thing. absolutely. And then the second thing is, you know, help me understand as somebody that does not really understand or maybe even, uh, maybe I, I don't know if, I, if it's that I don't value it or, or maybe I just don't understand it and therefore I don't value it. But what is, what is the reason why, you know, as you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a sales consultant slash sales coach. Again, kind of a play on words, like you're we talking about a few minutes ago. I never know what to call myself. I, coach seems so damn generic, and consultant yes. seems like it's, you know, uh, you're not, could you're be not offensive. Trying to call coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so you never know. So anyway, so you know, for somebody like me who does, you know, sales consulting and, and coaching, why why is branding in marketing, or where should I be branding in marketing? my business to gain more business? Yeah. So it, it's a it's a great question. And ultimately, uh, there's two ways that I can explain it. The first way being, um, you really have to think of it as yin and yang, right? Like it is in complete balance when you do both. And if you do more of one than the other, then you're pretty much going to screw yourself. So if you only do sales, right? If you are taken out of your business, or if your salespeople are taken out of your business, what happens to the business? Typically, it doesn't keep going. But if you do only branding and you don't bring in sales, then pretty much you can't keep branding. You can't keep marketing. So it's like it, once you have those two parts put together and really well, that's when you start seeing a really, really good effect to happen. And see, manufacturers understand this. And if most people kind of ran their business almost like if they were actually giving a deliverable service, right? Manufacturers understand, hey, if I, if I go out and sell my product first, I go to distribution, I go direct to the consumer, I, I kind of beg a little bit, I go on my knees, I have to be in front of the person, I will sell the product. But when I want it to go global, I have to start marketing the product, I have to start branding the product, I have to make it, you know, like if I don't brand it, I'm going to be at $50 and people are going to ask me for 40 and 30. The moment I brand it, I go to 200. People will still try to beat me up on price, but I'm gonna be like, no, there's nothing else like it, right? So you have to kind of just understand that concept, you have to be in harmony and always do both. And then you always have to think like, how am I actually going to scale? So that if I'm taken out of the equation, it just keeps growing. Yeah. That, and that makes total sense. It's kind of like, you know, and, and, and you've probably heard me say this, like digital marketing, right? I, digital, I hate when somebody sends me a message on LinkedIn about, I'm going to be your digital. I want to do your, di-. I'm like, oh my God, I don't care about your fucking funnels. 
I don't yeah. care about any of that shit. Don't hit me with that. And so what, but what I've come to understand is it's kind of like branding and marketing, right? It's all mm-hmm. a piece of the whole puzzle, right? You yeah. need all these pieces in order to really take your business to the next level. And so if, and if you're missing, it's kind of like a cake, right? If you were going to bake a cake, a box cake, it tells you, you got to have three eggs or whatever it is, oil and then water. Well, if you mm-hmm. miss one of those pieces, the fucking cake's not going to come out right. Yeah. So it's the same difference, right? The outcome is going to be different if you're missing the branding or you're missing the marketing and, or you're really fucked if you're missing the sales because nothing yeah. happens, <laughs> nothing happens until a sales made. So can't have a cake without the flour, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's not going to turn out right. And yeah. so I think that's such a great way to look at these different pieces of business, right? And so here's the other thing I think is interesting that you said. Um, we, obviously, we we are we're friends with Callie at this point, and and Callie is you know uh, he's a product coach and whatever yes. um, product coach, and then a, a couple other things owns a manufacturing business, so on and so forth. But he said something interesting, similar to what you just said. He said, you know, you sell the product first, mm-hmm. and then you make it. And it, and I never in a million years would have thought that is the way to go about doing it, but it makes sense. I don't really know how, how you would sell the product before you make it. Maybe you can help me understand how that process process works. Maybe if you, if that's something that you do know about. Uh, Again, so, so think of it in a perspective, not into which you're thinking about like manufacturing, but now think about you, right? Could you sell yourself as a coach before becoming a coach before producing the LLC before you know, setting up your payment system before any of that stuff, would it be possible for you to sell yourself as a coach and collect money for it? Well, yeah, it would. So that that's pretty much the same thing. Like, I think that we always try to like, like, oh, well, it works for mar- a manufacturer and it doesn't work for this, right? But the thing is that everything works for everyone. You just have to customize it for yourself. I know a lot of manufacturers who have like a, a, a website, right? Like a Shopify store and they go, okay, well, I only want to sell my Shopify store. I don't need a funnel. Funnels are stupid, right? And I'm like, okay, but if you're on Instagram and you have your website and they go to your website and the first page is the homepage, then they got to go to the thing. Then they got to go to the cart. Then they got to put in like, that's too many steps, right? Like we're, we're all like, you give me two seconds. That's all you get. So I'm like, so wouldn't it make sense for you to put that same product? Like you're going to have to figure out the accounting. I'm not going to do that for you. Put that same product in a funnel, one product, check out. Do you want this additional accessory for this product? Oh, I love that. Boom, check out. The money goes to a PayPal account, which isn't probably going to be the same as the other one, but you made a sale. Wouldn't that be better than not making the sale for you? And then they're like, okay, well then. I'll... So you just have to find out stuff doesn't always make sense for you right away, but you just have to find out how to like manipulate it so that that way it does work for your business or for your brand. And that, yeah, that does, that does make sense. Here's here. I think here's where I get kind of caught up with the whole thing, right? I think that, I think that, like, okay, so if I sell this, let's just say a product, right? A, a product that's not been made yet, but we mm-hmm. sell the concept. What's the sales cycle like with that? Like if, if it's, um, here's an example. Like Callie created this, and I don't know if you have heard the story, but I think it's so interesting. He created like the world's most expensive fidget spinner. <laughs> right and, and you know you you know what i'm talking about the stupid little things you hold in your hand you flip it back right we, you saw them everywhere a couple of years ago well he sold 150 units of a fidget spinner for 750 dollars before it was ever made and i'm like but if i want to spend 750 dollars on a fidget spinner which i would not do but if i were going to i would expect to have it amazon right amazon has ruined our our expectations of how quickly we get shit right yeah and so i'm i'm thinking amazon like if i buy it i want it in two days so how does that how do you paint that picture for the customer that you're selling this let's just use the fidget spinner in this scenario how do you sell the customer the fidget spinner for 750 dollars and then say but hang on you gotta wait six months before you get it like for me that'd be a deal breaker yeah. So it, it's all about time and money, right? Like at the end of the day, like, and it's on super cliche, but like, that's all we really care about. So you're either going to make a lot of money from this thing, 
or you're going to like when we're talking about time, you're going to be the only one that has this thing. Right. So it's like it's like, OK, well, I'm going to have it before anybody else or I'm going to be the only one that carries it. That gives you a lot of leverage on time. Right. Because you're just like now I don't have to go find it from someone else. I'm the first one like he's only selling it to me. So my thing is like if you if you can pretty much and I'm get, going way more into like the time side, I, I've noticed um, if you can sell anything to anyone based on like you're either going to make a lot of money or I'm going to save you a crap load of time then they're probably going to buy it. And uh, yeah, if we, if, if you want, we can get, uh, cause I'm like, I'm so into like this whole thing of like, stop promising people a lot more money because when you get to a certain threshold, like, you know, people who make over 500,000, dude, they figured out how to make money. Right. So right. it's like, when you say, I'm going to make you more money, they're like, well, unless you're going to get me to like 30 million, like I'm just going to keep replicating this stuff. Right. So what else can you promise them? It's like, well, I'm going to give you another two hours with your family. And they're just like, dude, that, that sounds actually really nice. So true. That's so true. In the time portion, you know, here's the thing. It's like this, right? You, I don't, I, I don't know about you, but like, you know, I don't have a large yard. So it takes me very, very minimal amount of time to mow my own yard. And I don't mind. In fact, I enjoy being outside. I enjoy being, you know, when it's summer, I love that. And so, um, but, but here's the thing. If, if, if it took me an hour and a half to mow my lawn, is it really worth my time to not just pay somebody 50 Mm -hmm. bucks to mow the damn yard? Yeah. Right. I mean, what's your time worth, right? Is it worth more than 50 bucks? Well, mine is. And, and so if I didn't enjoy it, I mean, like it's, here's a good, you know, cleaning my house. I do not enjoy that. So it makes more sense for me to hire somebody to come in and do it. Right. It makes sense for me to hire somebody to do the digital marketing shit that I'm in the process of doing because I don't want to learn how to do it. I don't want to know anything about it. I just want to know that it works. That's it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know how it works. I just want to know the shit works. That's it. Right. And because it, it saves me from having to do a shit ton of research, fucking up several times, wasting a whole bunch of money. Yeah. And then I'm probably going to have to hire somebody any damn way. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's just kind of yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Th- that happened to me recently, actually. Um, I had been not, not fighting, not struggling, but I'm like, dude, I need an account. Right. And I was like, I need an account. I need an account. I need an account. Finally, like there's this guy that does taxes and he also does accounting. And I reach out to him and he's like, look, it's this much per month. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude, I'm just going to trust you. Like, and he, and then it, it came out to like, where it was like a three month commitment. I was like, dude, let's just go month to month. Cause like, honestly, like if I don't, if I don't see value in it, like I'm probably not going to stick with you. Right. In like a week, I was so happy, like this giant, like stress just took off of me. And I feel like he's a, an employee almost. I legitimately feel like I hired an employee. And like, whenever something comes, if I'm going to buy something, I'm just like, can I buy this? He's like, go for it. And then I'm like, hey, am I screwed? He's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, the PPP loan, he's like, we're going to do it for you. I'm like, dude, I would pay you so much more for that. Like way more because you have like done something for me that like, like you said that that's probably the one thing that you don't want to like do yourself right especially if it's taxes like you're going to get screwed somehow but like find somebody who's like really good at it because then it's ultimately going to feel like an extension of you rather than an expense yeah i agree i totally agree dude um and interestingly enough i just oh, dude, i just had to hire a tax guy today ironically <laughs> because you know, our in North Carolina, we got audited by the state, and like, fuck, it is like the last thing you want is to be audited yeah. by the damn IRS. And so, you know, you got to come up with all this stuff. Anyway, I, I, I digress. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I don't want to be in charge of that shit. That's for yeah. sure. Like, one, I don't want to spend the time for sure. And secondly, <laughs> I certainly don't want to screw that up. And I'm not a tax professional, so I'm okay telling you that, right? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you got to know where you're, you got to stay in your lane. Don't try to, and here's what, you know, and here's where business owners and entrepreneurs, I think, go wrong. Not really go wrong. Some, most of the time, we don't have any choice. We have to have, we have to wear multiple hats because you're starting a business. And guess what? You can't afford to pay everybody when you first start, typically. Yeah. And so, you know, but we get bogged down with that stuff and we wind up working inside of the business opposed to working own the business we work in the business and what that does is you you can't see the forest for the trees you can't see the shit that needs to be fixed in the business because you're so fucking close to it yep and i've been there i've been there and done it 
And 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 it's not not a smart move. It's just not. That's where I think the sales is the key aspect, right? Like if you if you're like, oh my God, I'm so busy and I'm not going anywhere and nothing's happening, right? And you're just like, I'm I'm too and I can't hire anyone, it's like you're probably focusing on the wrong stuff and all you need to do is just purely like put your head down and just start getting more sales in. And if you're like, I have too many customers and I'm not making enough, it's like, well, then you're going after the wrong customers. You should just be charging double and finding a new customer. So it's like, if you don't have that sales process down, you're never going to get to the next step, which is, you know, like, because I feel that you can brand yourself alone, right? Like, but that's all word of mouth. Like that, right. that's like the stuff that costs you the most time and energy. You need to be able to bring in the sales to pay for the branding to get the next level of jobs and stuff like that, that just basically puts you in the next level. That's such a great point, Ruben. And here's the other thing. You got to have enough awareness to realize that you need to hire somebody for certain things, yeah. right? You've got to be aware of, of what you are not good at or what you could find somebody that's better for you. And just like your tax, that's a perfect example you had no idea the benefits of it because all you were probably looking at was the fucking cost every month. And for you at the time was a cost. It's very different now, isn't it? Yeah. It's oh an yeah. Investment now. It's not a cost. It's an investment, right? I don't even know about invest because investment, you expect something out of return, you know? Yeah. But, but you get I time think, back. I, I just, I feel like it's more of a, of a relief. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the money that I exchange for it, if he just gave, like, I, I know he gives me back, like, the PVP loans and all that stuff, right? Um, but if he just gave me purely, like, a relief, knowing that if I, like you said, like, you're getting audited, that I'm getting audited and he's going to take care of it, I'm like, dude, I, that money, I don't even need it. I don't even want it. It's right. yours. Like, <laughs> dude, it's so all maybe, yours. Yeah, so maybe the return is 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 less stress, right? Yeah. Maybe, that's, yeah. maybe that's the investment. You invest in him. And what he does is he gives you one, he gives you time back and he gives you a peace of mind. And that Mm. is, you can't, there's not too many things in this world that you could invest in to give you both of those things. Right. Yeah. And so you have to invest in people in your business if you want to grow it. And if you don't do that and you try to do everything yourself, you're only going to get so far. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of the first things that we did, actually, when we started the business, we hired somebody right away. And then the moment that we had enough, we hired another person. And like, we just kept following that process, because ultimately, we knew like, okay, well, we, we did the math right away. We're like, okay, we can, we can bring on four people, just me and my wife. And I'm like, but then you're going to be working all the time. And we have kids. I'm like, so the moment we got four, we're like, let's hire someone else, right. And then that gave her a break. And then we're like, so we just always kept doing that math of like, when do we have enough? to hire someone else to make sure that that person isn't overworked so that that way it could just keep growing and nobody's overworked the whole time and it just keeps expanding. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. That's so true. And and I think a lot of people, it's hard for them to see it that way, right? It's hard for them to see that if I just hire this person it's going to change the direction of the business. And it's hard to understand until you, until you're in it, right. Until you actually just say, I'm going to roll the dice and I'm going to hire this person to do X or Y or Z. And I got to see how it's going to work. It's taking that leap. It's making Mm -hmm. that decision of I'm going to make this decision to make this part of my life easier or better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So from a, from a branding perspective, like what are your views on how, how, what is the best way to brand yourself um, as an individual that offers a service like consulting or coaching? How do you make your, how do you, because here, and the re, the, here's the reason I'm asking, because you, you can see my shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And you can see behind me the flag. 
And so the flag says sell CEO on it. And my shirts, as you can see, do not. However, like my, the back of my, I'm going somewhere with it. It's like the back of it. You can see it's got, you know, it's got the sales CEO stuff on it. Right. And so I was so excited about the, the crest. Cause this is my family crest. And so I was just super excited about it. It's called the sales CEO I was excited about that. And my marketing guy was like, uh, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Huh? Like, it's a great name. He was like, it is, but it doesn't really, he was like, people can't relate to a CEO. Your customers are going to think that you're way up here and you're trying to get the people down here. He was like, they're going to think that you're untouchable. They're going to think that you're this high level executive that they have no chance of getting in with. And I'm like, fuck. He was like, you're the brand, dude. You're the brand, not the sales CEO. Your name is the brand. And it just, and it's taken me a minute to, to absorb that, right? Because I just didn't view it that way. And would you agree with that, that suggestion? Yes and no. All right, yes let's hear no. So yes, you are going to get a lot of people who don't agree with it, right? But ultimately, that might not be the customer you want anyway, right? Like my thing is like in for the kill and, and you can see the shark back there, right? Um, yes. So I, I I have a lot of like the shark stuff. And um, when I tell some people the name of the brand, they're like, oh, is it like hunting or killing? You're like, are you an aggressive person? And I'm like, no, if you don't get it, you just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, like you're, you're I, I go, my, my thing is like the modern day hunter, right? Like I'm going after the modern day hunter. If you're a modern day hunter, like we get along, if not piss off. You know, so my thing is like, I have in for the kill. I have the marketing hunters. I have me. We started another thing called brand masters. At the end of the day, I'm the one that's going to fuel all of them. Right. I'm the one that's pushing, pushing, pushing. I recently got into ads where my only purpose with the ad is brand awareness because I'm, I'm fueling the sale, right? I'm fueling the sale. I just need more people to know about me. Right. Yes. Clubhouse. A lot of people are in the rooms are like, how do you monetize clubhouse? I'm like, bro, how do you meet 10,000 people on Clubhouse in 60 days? That's the question. Not right. how do you monetize? You meet 10,000 people. You, Dude, you know this, right? Like, it's the numbers, right? Dude, 87% of people don't want to be closed right now. 13% do. Like yeah. you met 10,000 people. 10% of those people want to be closed by whatever the fuck you're selling right That's now. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the crazy part, dude. Just going on there... And just being yourself, being authentic, being real, being transparent is the currency now. It really is as uncomfortable sometimes as it may be, right? Because we all have skeletons. We all have shit that we've done. We've all had shit in our past, right? Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, I am, I mean, I've, I've spoken about all the shit I've done on my pod, you know, on this podcast, right? I've ex- I've yeah. gone into everything, right? I've done ayahuasca. I've had DUIs. I got caught with drugs. You name it, right? I've done it all, it feels like. But I'm okay telling you that. You yeah. know, and it's the people that are not okay being human and being real. And and I mean, I, I can't sit here and tell you that I didn't struggle with that a little bit because, you know, it's that, it's that, that thought, which is imaginary, that people are going to judge you. And yeah, are you going to yeah. have some people judge you? Of course. But you yeah. got to learn to not give a damn. So that's why I think your marketing guy, and, and he's going to listen to this, and I hope I don't get like a freaking hate mail, right? But I think that's where he's wrong because your name, the sales CEO, uh, at first when I saw it, I was like, okay. And then I saw your picture and you're like smoking a cigar, right? And then I see you with Brad Lee. And then I, and then I see that you like, you're, you're freaking 900 deep in like Clubhouse. And like all these things, it starts formulating a story of who you are when you see the sales CEO again, you're just like, okay, I get it. I get it. Right. And the yeah. thing is people, if they see your name, there's a very small chance that they're just going to buy based on your name. Right. Like I bought, I bought clothes sometimes that I'm just like, Ooh, I like that. I like what it says. Right. But most of the time I fall back on Nike on stuff that I actually know. Right. So the right. thing is people are going to buy on you based on the whole story, very rarely on just the name the name gets them through the door. The story is what sells, sells them. So I, you can see my shark on my hat and people are like, cool, what's that? And I'm like, it's a podcast. They're like, okay, cool. I want a hat. Not so much on the podcast, right? Then they keep seeing me over and over and over again. And I'm like on every platform. And then they're just like, okay, what the fuck is this podcast about? You know what I mean? And then they go, so 
that that's where I'm like, I'm saying your your name. Yes, you could see it like that way, but you're going to feel the dream. So if you like the name sales CEO, dude, like go for it. Now I might, I am going to say there, there is some bad names out there. Like if you called yourself like um, the scared closer, I would say, don't do it. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but, but you have a good name. So I don't think it really matters that much. Yeah. I, I, so yeah, I agree with you. You know, I really do. And I, you know, I, so what I've done is as you could, you know, like the shirt, like I just keep the tagline, the sales CEO and it's got my name. So I've combined them essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you said something interesting a second ago. Now I'm trying to remember what the hell it was. Yeah, um, sorry. yeah. So you said something about, um, or maybe you didn't, maybe it was just a thought in my freaking brain, but it, you, you mentioned, um, you know, putting all the pieces together, right? Seeing me here or in see or seeing you there and seeing you there and seeing, and then you start to like formulate this, this, maybe it's a, maybe it's a trust factor because you do see what, you know, or people do see where you are, what you're doing, that you're here, you're there, you're kind of everywhere. And it helps formulate that story. So, and, and as you know, you know, uh, uh, um, facts tell and stories sell yeah right and so here i know what the question was how often right i told you about the drugs right i, I didn't go into the whole story and the reason i didn't is because everybody that's listened to my podcast knows the story yeah. so how often do you tell that story that's my that's where i kind of struggle because i think in my brain well they've already heard it mm-hmm. right people have already heard it but new people haven't heard it I think that you can keep retelling it as long as you always bring up something new, right? And um, I don't know if you're a Grant Cardone fan or not, but I've been, at some point, I was like all about it, right? I was just consuming, consuming, consuming. And the thing is, all his videos are pretty much the same because of that story, right? But then you get that one video where he says something a little bit different, and then you're like, ooh, idea, and everything. And then you just start going off, and you're like, this dude's a genius, right? So the thing is, is that like everybody has the same story, but when you share something new, that's the key to it. It's just like, you're letting people in with a little bit, something extra, right? Like I, I didn't even realize this because the guy was such a good podcaster, but I was doing another one of these and this guy asked a question and I've never actually talked about my cousin taking his life in, in a podcast. Right. Like, and I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't, like I was thinking throughout, throughout the whole time, do I tell him after to take it out? Like, am I comfortable with this? And then I was like, no, actually, that's something that nobody's ever heard. And if they hear the podcast, they're going to they're gonna be like, oh, wow. Like, I've never, ever heard Ruben talking about this, right? So it, it has to do with that factor. Like, if you keep telling your story, you'll get new people who listen in, but the old people will start to get bored, right? Because they're like, this guy's got nothing new. But if you're able to recreate the story and bring a new piece out of it every time, then people will listen and it'll catch their attention because you're telling your story and I'm just like, Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then you're like, Oh, and then it's like, Oh, and my parents actually like slapped me across the face one time. And you're just like, well, can you go back to that? You know, like I've I've never heard that part before. So. Yeah. So that's interesting that you say that in here. Here's okay. So here's maybe the second part to that question. And, And, you know, here was the suggestion that was given to me. Don't tell the whole story every time. Right. Just tell a part of it and then tell another part of it. And then Tell another part of it. And what you're doing is you're gaining awareness, you're gaining attention, and people then want to know the rest of the story, right? And I don't know how much of the story you tell. I don't know how small of a bite you give people, so to speak. Um, So I guess that would be, how would you suggest somebody if, you know, if I'm telling a story about getting caught with four ounces of cocaine, you know, how do I break that story up? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it pertains to like what you're speaking about. So like, let's say you're talking about just general adversity as it is. And then you're like, well, I got caught with, and then you, you start going into like, this is like what happened, right? This is what I was feeling. And this is how I overcame. But then if you're talking about something else, that's like, you know, you got to reshift your life. You're like, dude, look, my life was so messed up that I got caught up. And, you know, what happened is they took me here and then I went here and then I changed my life this way. Right. And this is how I shifted it. So it, I think that you have to really be around people who are different as well. Right. Like if you just go into a, 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 a let's say 
somebody's like, okay, we just want to talk about how you change your life. And you're like, well, it's changed my life, changed my life, changed my life, changed my life. Change. It becomes very hard. Then you just got to kind of segment it, right? But if you're talking to somebody who's like, okay, now I want you to talk about how that happened to you and how you're going to motivate people. And then I want you to talk about how that actually led you into business. And then I want you to talk about how that actually made you more aggressive in sales. Then you know how to break it up at diff- because you're telling a different story every single time. That's interesting. And I guess if you just tailor it maybe towards whatever the subject is, right? I mean, if you're able to formulate a story or formulate the same story kind of around the same, uh, not the same topic, a different topic, but you can circle it back to this is what happened, right? I mean, I think that's kind of what you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's all going to depend. Like eventually you're going to get to a point unless nothing new ever happens to you, right? You'll get to a point where something more interesting and more relatable is going to happen. And you see that with books, right? Like you give somebody your book and it's the same thing over and over. Eventually they're going to get tired of the book, no matter how much they like you. But you're like, hey man, look, I actually wrote a new intro. And then they're like, okay, like I'll read the intro, right? And then it's like, oh dude, I added an extra two chapters of stuff that actually I forgot happened. And they're like, all right, let me go read those two chapters. So you're always engaging with them. And then at some point you're like, bro, I have a second book now. And then you give them that book and now they start become, and they're like, okay, well, I got to go read the first book because I forgot what even happened. Right. So you're always just giving them that fresh content. Um, I myself feel like I I need fresh content all the time. And that's why I always try to put out fresh content. Um, The more that somebody wants to keep talking about the same thing, right. They're just like, Oh, motivation and mindset. I'm like, dude, shut up. Like (laughs) talk about sales, please. Like at this point, and then somebody's like, Oh, I only want to talk about sales. And I'm like, dude, okay. Can we like move on to something else? Like the weather at this point would be great. Like, I'm just tired of talking about the same thing. That's funny. You say that. So I have two schools of thought on that. So here's, here's one example. You know, we do the seven figure sales in clubhouse, right. And it's Mm -hmm. on the process, the sales process. Sometimes, Ask, you know, having that same conversation through for practically two hours at a time, right? And if it's if it's centered around, let's just say the pain portion of the sales process, it does two things, right? It gives me practice to keep telling that story over and over, and it gets me better telling that story over and over because you know, reps, uh, as you well know, it's just like going to the gym. You don't expect to walk into the gym the first time and come out with, you know, pecs and and biceps. But after six months, you do expect that. And it's the same thing with telling the story. You got to get, you have to, you have to get the reps in, right? You have to. And so, um, and here's the other part of that, you know, and I'm in the RT syndicate, which is led by Ed Milet and, and Andy Frisella right? Two powerhouse business guys, like massively successful. And their, and their thing is you got to do the boring shit over and over because that's what people want. And I'm like, damn. And he said, that's what separates the elite from the not elite. It's the, it's the ability to be able to tell, look at Tony Robbins. If you've ever been to a Tony Robbins event, it's the same but he makes it so engaging. It's the same shit you can get on YouTube. Exactly the same, right? But it's different because he, you know, he's there and it, it just, it's just a difference. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. Because so one of the other things that I do is I have a YouTube channel, right? And I do something completely different. No business, no nothing. I've just watched a guy that I really like do tech reviews. And I'm like, dude, I would love to do that. And I have a problem with spending too much on tech. So I pretty much decided I'm going to turn that into my business. I trademarked my, my YouTube channel basically. And now all the tech that I buy is expensed. So like, I just found a way to like buy it for free. You know what I mean? And um, so on this channel, I get to the point where I'm saying the same things over and over again. Right. Okay. Here's what it comes with. Here's the box. Let me turn around. If anybody wants to see it. Oh, oh, you know what? It's uh, dude. I've done like 20 speakers at this point. I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, it's really loud It has Bluetooth blah, blah, blah. And it gets to a point where like, I love doing it, but it's repetitive as hell. And I was watching this thing of like uh, an interview with like a TikToker who's like 16 years old. Right. And they're like, well, what was your success? Cause he has like 50 million people on there. Right. And he's like, people who tell me that they want it. I tell them exactly what to do. Be consistent, post three to five times a day, but be consistent. After two weeks, they come back to me. They say it doesn't work and they stop. And me and you, I know that it's kind of clubhouse you know, specific that we keep bringing this up, but you can replace clubhouse for TikTok, for Instagram, for YouTube, 
for sales every single day for a cold calling, right? You do it for two weeks, you stop, you say it doesn't work. I, I wanted to stop going into clubs. I was like, no, you know what? Enough's enough. Does it really matter? I'm like, I got to like 500. I'm like, is this really even going anywhere? I saw that video from that dude. I was like, dude, he's absolutely right. I don't want to go on there. But what I know is if I get to 2,000, 3,000, 10,000 real connections, that is the difference between me and the people who are going on there every three or four days and then telling me, oh, I'm going to be more consistent. Don't worry, I'm going to be making more rooms. That That's the difference. And yeah. that's the biggest secret. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree, dude. And that's that's part of the reason that Kelly and I have stuck with our name, our times of day that we do the rooms. And is it taxi? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Having fucking 17 goddamn conversations is fucking taxing, period. And not to mention yeah. the other 17 that you need to listen to, right? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and, and, and I try to do, I try to, pay attention to when people are talking but as you probably yeah. know sometimes you know if i you know if i get a, a, a message or something and i may be reading it or responding to it i may not be listening and somebody might ask me a question as soon as that happens but i just say like listen dude i apologies in advance my bad i was fucking not listening i'm not yeah. going to answer your question if i didn't hear the question because yeah. that's the biggest mistake people make is if you if you're not paying attention, just say that. Yeah. Right. People will respect you so much more than if you just spout out, you know, a dumbass answer. Because yeah. then you look like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. So yeah, dude. I mean, it's it, you're right. Consistency is absolutely key. And I don't I don't do great with some of the content that I put out in my podcast. Like I have just been uh, I've been swamped in the last couple of weeks. And I haven't put out a podcast. Now I have it sitting here waiting and all I have to do is, you know, put the shit together and put it out, but I haven't taken the time to do it because it's just not been a priority. You know, I, I, I feel you on that because I actually stopped my podcast because, well, there's a few things, right? You really have to prioritize like what's the most important thing to you. And like a podcast is a long-term gain. So sometimes like that is, I, I wouldn't say sacrifice as much as like, like, cause that's not, you're not, you're not sacrificial. You're not like, Ooh, take the podcast, you know, but it is something that you can put on the back burner because if you like, how many, how many episodes do you have right now? I think I'm, I've done well over a hundred, but I think I probably got like 80, maybe 85. I don't even know, but some, yeah, so, so people have a library, you know what I mean? Like you're not putting out a new one. There's still content that they could go back on. Right. So it's not something that like you have to necessarily put out another one, put out another one, put out another one. Like it's still there. Like it's living without you, you know? So that that's the cool thing that I like about podcasts. And then when you see some new technology come up and that's what I can like tell people, it's like, you see something new come up that actually has the potential to help you grow to meet new connections and to help your business flourish. Like look at what you can actually keep living by itself. That doesn't require all your attention and go focus on that other stuff. The evergreen model. Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense, dude. And here, you know, but and, and this has only happened just recently. Like I, I met, I don't even know how this person found me. I guess obviously through the podcast. And so she she reached out to me and she was like, Hey, you know, I listened to one of your I've I've listened to all your podcasts and, and I, you know, I, I can't wait for the next one to come out. And so but without her telling me that, I would have never known somebody was actually waiting for the new episode to come out, yeah. right? And so, um, but she reached out to me because I had shared my experience about and my thought process about Alcoholics Anonymous. And, yeah. and I have a different opinion on it. And what I mean by that is, you know, I, for me, I, I, I went into AA when I first got sober. And then I realized that there's the two most important words in the English language are I am, right? And if I'm standing up every day saying I am an alcoholic, well, what, what is that doing to you? I'm telling myself, well, you're, you're still fucking broken. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're gonna, you're, you're just one step away from failure. And the reality is that's not the case because I stopped going to AA like four or five years ago. And guess yeah. what? I, first of all, I haven't missed a second of it. And secondly, 
I hadn't drank, nor am I going to. Like, I just don't yeah. drink. That's the, that's it. I'm not sober. I'm not an alcoholic. I just don't fucking drink anymore. It's that simple. Yeah. Right? And I wish more people could adopt that. Yeah, I um, it's funny because I've never like I have certain problems with certain things, but I don't have certain problems with other things, and it's just, I I understand what you're saying because it's not a necessity to where you actually say like, oh my god, I'm thinking about it or I need it or it's an addiction. You're just like it's another thing, right? Like if somebody was like, Ruben, you can't podcast anymore. It's not like oh my god, like all I'm thinking about is podcasting. You know what I mean? Right. It's a thing. It's right. a thing, right? Like so um. So I absolutely understand what you're saying. Like you, some, some things are not meant to take up a lot of our time or consume us. They're just meant to be an additional part of life that can be taken or, or left aside at any moment. Right. No, you're right. Absolutely. And look, when you're in it, you know, the addiction is real and, and, and you're, and I was struggling obviously, but you know, you progress, you grow, you learn more, you, you or you should and and maybe not everybody does maybe a lot of people don't i don't know because there's a pretty high amount of people that go to aa but guess what you know what the percentage of people that actually stay sober in aa that currently go to aa what would you say the percentage of the sobriety rate is 10% you're close actually 7 but here's the thing dude that's a 93% failure rate yeah, that's not good odds. I'm not going to bet. I'm, I'm not a betting man. But if I were and the odds were that I was going to lose at 93 percent chance I was going to lose, I'm not going to roll the dice on that. Deal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just not. And so why would you roll the dice with your life doing that? Right. And that's yeah. how I see it. It's just a different perspective. And most people, it just about anybody that you were to speak to that has been in Alcoholics Anonymous would argue with me to their blue in the face because they're conditioned that way, right? Mm -hmm. They're, you know, it's a program and they're living in the program and and they can't see past that because you're indoctrinated with, uh, with that religion, so to speak, right? You're, Mm -hmm. you sit in these rooms and I'm not knocking it, dude, but at the end of the day, it's just doesn't make sense for me, right? And, I, yeah. and I, again, if it does make sense to other people, then by all means, if it works for you, go for it. But just yeah. know the facts. Just know the facts, right? Know, yeah. know what your survival survival rate is. So, yeah, dude, it, it, it's interesting. It is definitely interesting. And, and I had a whole conversation with a girl uh, a couple of days ago just about this very thing. And... And, 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 you know, she was, uh, her, one of her, I think it was her husband, boyfriend, he was, he's struggling, but, or she's struggling with the fact he goes to multiple meetings a week and, and she doesn't get it. And I, and, mm-hmm. and I understand why she doesn't get it, but changing the mind of somebody that's so in it is going to be very hard. Anyway, yeah. let's, shift, let's shift gears. All right. So. Um, so tell me more about the marketing aspect of we talked we touched on the branding. Let's talk about the marketing aspect of what you do. As far as what like the the ads, the getting known, all that stuff. Whatever you do the most of. So the the thing that we do the most of is actually organic reach, but we also do a lot of ads for manufacturers, right? Um, the reason that we do organic is because it has to be. Not that it has to be, but we found ourselves in a position to where we were taking on a lot of coaches, actually. And the reason that we found ourselves taking on a lot of coaches is because some people came to my my uh, Instagram and they go, wow, your stuff is so well polished, so clean. It looks like you know what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, you know, it actually it does attract people because of the fact that it is, you know, put together in a specific way that makes sense, not just for me, but for my audience. And um, actually, this goes back to the question of like, how do you market somebody who's like a coach, right? Or or somebody that wants like a personal brand like that. And ultimately, if you are a coach, people want to see you winning, right? Like that, that's what it comes down to. They hire you because you have the life that they want to have, right? So and it's going to be different for every single coach, because everybody has their own thing. Like for you that has sales, it's going to be different than for somebody who is like a motivational speaker, 
or somebody right. who's a brain cancer survivor, right? Or somebody who's a health coach. So the ultimate thing though, is that you have to really show them that you have the life that they want to have. And what I always tell people is like, we'll go, we'll go into the ads right now. Cause I love the ads aspect when it comes to like manufacturing direct to consumer sales, but you have to show the life that you want to live and also the life that people want to see you living. So people are like, Oh man, like can Instagram actually get me speaking engagements? Right. It's like, well, show yourself on stage like right. that. Right. Like, like that would, that would make sense. Right. You, you show up to a party with the girl. Typically other girls start looking at you. You show up with the boys. Nobody wants you. Right. right. So it, it's a, it's a thing of like, can you actually close the deal and if they see you that you already have done it with other people, they're more likely to hire you for that. So that that's my my big thing on like, if you're going to be marketing on Instagram, most people like if they have a product or a deliverable or something like that, or if they don't, and it's just a service, they put a lot of quotes, they put a lot of stuff like that. And ultimately, it's like, that's not really showing your life. That's, that's motivating them into the life that they want. That's such right? a good point. Yes. Um, with manufacturing and with ads, um, I like the psychology of why people buy. I like the psychology of knowing who your target audience and the list is. So for me, when it comes to ads, people think that it comes more into like the message and it has to be perfect and everything. It really comes down to two things, maybe three things actually, because I, I don't like talking about price, but if nobody knows you, you gotta, you gotta drop the price until people know you. Right. But it comes down to two things. You gotta have the right list. You gotta be targeting the right people. Right. And you got to do it over and over and over and over again. That, right. That's pretty much it, right? I, there's these guys, and I hope that maybe one day they see it, or I hope that you know who they are, but they go by the name of Traffic and Funnels, okay? okay? I don't know if you've ever seen them. They're on Facebook. Dude, these guys blitzed and bombarded. And, like, this was two years ago when I first started, right? Or a year and a half, I guess I should say. But these guys were on my feed, and I thought they were a joke. And then I saw them on my feed and everybody thought they were a joke. And then I saw them on my feed and it was, dude, this is like the third type of ad in like two weeks, right? People kept seeing them and all they do is they show you how to write good copy, make a good uh, funnel to get people in and that's it. And now they're doing consulting because they become like very popular. So much hate. Their, their ads were horrible. Like, like they were, they were making writing mistakes on purpose. They were coming like, Hey, like the guy didn't even have his hair done. Right. And he looked sleepy and he's like, yeah, you know, we did a million dollars. Right. People were hating on them, but these guys, I guarantee you were probably spending a thousand dollars in ads every single month, like, like different ads every day. Right. That's why I'm so big on like just per just branding and brand exposure. At some point, you need to stop looking at the ROI and you need to say, how much can I bother and annoy people and have them see me over and over until they actually start clicking my stuff and buying it. And I saw, I heard this thing that was like, eventually you start seeing someone so much that you buy something. I was like, I'm never going to buy anything of these guys, right? A year later, I bought something. I was like, how the fuck did these guys do it? These guys yes. are fucking genius. It's because they stay in front of you, right? They, you know, they pixeled you or whatever. And I think that is such an interesting thing and i guess uh speaking of that what is today is today the 14th yes yeah so today i think it's today you probably would know this where apple's changing something or no maybe it's facebook some i think it's facebook actually facebook is changing where where you have to opt in if you oh, want to yeah, be, yeah. if you want to be tracked and so i wonder from your perspective how that is going to affect folks that depend on that pixel to follow their people around? Uh, well, they're going to be screwed. But honestly, what they should have been doing is they should have been gathering an email list so that that way they could, because uh, that, that's the thing that sells the most, honestly. Like I, I work for a rifle manufacturer, right? That, that sells like rifles for ARs and stuff. Sure. And they get more sales through their email list than they do on the actual pixel and Facebook. So if you haven't been growing your email list, I think that that's kind of on you. <laughs> Yeah, that makes yeah, that makes total sense. So, uh, you know, we've got a couple more minutes. So, to the people that are listening, how do you tell someone who's brand new in business how do they grow their email list off of, um, let's say, uh, how do they grow their email list off of, um, off of Instagram and Facebook and all those good things, all those things. So, th there's a few ways. The the primary and easiest one is going to be a funnel. 
right? You're going to want to have a funnel that says like, Hey, enter your email address. Um, you can do it through DMS, right? Um, clubhouse. Oh my God, man. Clubhouse is way too easy. I've gotten more phone numbers from people who want invites than any other method. And you know how everybody's trying to collect numbers right now. I have so much direct access to people. It's hilarious, but ultimately you just got to know, like, what, what are you willing to give in exchange for emails? Right. Right. But the thing, the problem and the thing that you don't want to do is you don't want to get random emails. So a lot of times people create an offer or something like that and they get random emails and they're like, nobody's buying my product. They were never interested to begin with. You, you right. basically created an ad on Facebook and you generated all these emails and your list wasn't correct to where like the emails that I'm collecting for the, the weapons manufacturer, the rifle, um, it's uh, my, my interest group is Second Amendment. It's Trump uh, uh like the, the interest is Trump. It's uh, people that live in like Virginia, North Carolina, Florida, Texas. Like I'm not targeting California at all. I know there's people in California not targeting them at all. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. I'm going straight to the source of what that thing is. So if you're going after like people who you want to buy a coaching service, don't target every income level, target the top five to 10% of income levels. And that's right. it. Are you going to miss people? Absolutely. But are you going to leads be more qualified? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great point, dude. So Ruben, um, man, that was great. That was, that was really great. I'm so glad you said that. So um, we are coming to an end. So I just want to say thank you so much for coming on. And if you don't mind, just tell everybody where they can find you, where their website, email, or um, uh, your socials, wherever you want people to find you. Yeah. So my, my website is super easy because it's just my name, rubenalvarez.com. Um, and then my, my Instagram, I, I couldn't secure that name, but it's uh, at I am Ruben Alvarez on Clubhouse. If the people want to go to Clubhouse, that one's easy too because it's Ruben Alvarez. Oh, perfect. That's fantastic. All right, Ruben. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on, brother. I appreciate this. It's been a great, great, great show. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. Absolutely. My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. If you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at coreybarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.